Showbag episode 37. 37, my girlfriend sucked 37 dicks. In a row? Exactly. And I'm Arthur. And I'm Donovan. And it's, uh, it's a very special week. I'm very excited, uh, this particular episode, because I have my good friend Dylan here with me. Hey. It's Dylan. Woo! Dylan and I met at the Ohio Renaissance Jesus Festival. <laughs> Many years ago. Several thousand years ago. Yeah. We're ancient beings, he and I. Uh, we exist beyond time. That's exactly correct. <laughs> and this this piece of shit right here... <laughs> Uh, is responsible for many of my formative experiences, uh, including uh, the first time I was ever into a girl, but she was into another guy. Oh, do you remember? Do you remember? Yeah, you remember that uh, was bad. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> everything's bad. Like. Yeah, no, she was. She turned out to be super lame, so it worked out. Yeah, we didn't need that. We didn't need any of that. That's good. That's not bad at all. And uh, I think Dylan played down his renaissance-ness a little bit. <laughs> Believe it or not, he actually came in here with a liar. I did. Uh, yeah. Big liar player, Dylan. And uh, he was really talking some serious game about uh, twanging some tunes. Uh-huh. Uh, but we, we, had to, we had to shut that down a little bit. Yeah, I was going to play some Gordon Lightfoot. <laughs> Arthur took yeah, the liar away. I'm more, I'm more of a hurdy-gurdy man myself. Yeah, I don't blame you. Don't let him talk down the Renaissance, though. That's all I'm saying. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's pretty much all I do with my spare time. It's just uh, Renaissance. <laughs> liars, jousting, and uh, lying about liars and jousting. Those things. Yeah. Well, Sorry. hey, uh, good news this week, folks. Uh, well, half good news. <laughs> we got four questions in the question box. 75% of those four questions are non-questions. One is an incomplete sentence. One is uh, patent nonsense. Uh, and the other one is just a joke from my friend about something we were talking about the other day. Uh, but our policy here is to read your questions no matter how despicable they may be. <laughs> so, uh, Arthur, why don't, you, why don't you let us know what those first one, those first three, uh, what were those? This question comes to us uh, uh, today on the 27th. What gives you the right... Manifest destiny. <laughs> Next question. All right, nailed it. <laughs> if I'm made of pork and my wife is made of beans, is does my son gay? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Ten four. Definitely. All right. Consensus across the board on okay. that Okay. How many Annas and Bobs were at your last orgy? Okay, so this this one was a reference for my friend we were talking about last week, who had the guy on Hinge just coming hot. Oh, sure. Like, hey, so you hooked up with anybody on the app before? Uh, and so I, found, I actually matched with her on Hinge, and so she sent that line to me. And I was like, I only hook up with people whose names are palindromes. Wow. And, uh, so there you go. Little little inside, which I thought was funny. Uh, but if you're listening, anonymous friend, uh, give us some real questions. And also, you other two, we love you if you're listening, uh, but we don't love these, these these fake questions. I get excited about it. I see that the number has gone up, and then, then I read this half sentence. What gives you the right? Well, I'm asking you, what gives you the right to pass these? <laughs> Donovan, did you say that she only hooks up with people with palindrome names? No, that was my response oh, okay. to her referencing that. Because if so, you should have changed your name to Donovan. No, I would, Dad. Yeah. 
Not Eric Donovan Avenod, brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got that one on lock. Donovan Avenod. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. A little update on uh, on her situation, too. Uh, the guy turned out to be really weird. And oh, yeah. uh, she, she sent me some more screen captures, and I think the choicest line was that he invited her over pants optional. <laughs> no. Jesus Christ. Yeah. The, the smoothest the smoothest man on earth. Uh, so I, I, I assume... Uh, I assume that one's going about where you expected, which yeah. is poorly. Strike to the but toilet. Hey, but, uh, directly into the toilet. Uh, we get that flush sound effect, like our little uh, our little question box rock block. Anyways, to the fourth person who sent in a question, I just want to tell you that you are my hero, because not only did you post an actual question, you complimented uh, me, and, me and my boy over here. So that's good time. So I'm going to read yours, and uh, I hope you have the greatest week of your entire life. Because uh, the first words are, you guys are awesome, and uh, no, partner, you're awesome. So Anonymous says, you guys are awesome, and are one of the highlights of my week. Heart heart emoji. Oh, be still my heart emoji. I guess my questions... Oh, yes. <laughs> I guess my questions would go into the friend zone. Because I'm just curious... Oh, the friend zone. Because I'm just curious how you guys met, became friends, and have remained friends over the years. It sounds like you guys haven't lived in the same city for a while, and I was wondering if you also have any tips on staying close while not seeing each other a lot. The older we get, the farther everyone moves away, and it's tough to keep in touch. Thanks for everything. You guys rock! Exclamation point. Oh, good I'm, exclamation I'm point right there. I'm, I'm, Great exclamation point. I'm blushing. We're so we're nice. blushing all over here. Even so even nice. Dylan, because I think this was directed at him too. Oh. Yeah, I, I I choose to believe that. Well, Arthur, how did we meet? Do you remember? That's a great question. I know we met through Zistro, the distributor. Um, yes. Because you were friends with his girlfriend, uh now fiance, actually. Yeah. And uh I I just I think I remember meeting you in his dorm room at some point. Here a couple times, and I was like, "This dude's pretty cool." And uh, he DJed our Halloween party the one time, which was referenced. That's probably where we really like, like officially met and had bonding time. That's probably it. I, I think so. I remember thinking you were good people because your music taste. You reference a lot of the uh, uh, good fucking French electro that I listened to, and That's I was right. like, "Hell yeah, this guy's cool. He likes good music." And uh, yeah. No, I, I will say what was interesting, though, is uh, I think we only knew each other in Columbus for maybe two years. Didn't see each other a whole lot. Right. And uh, so I moved out to L.A. after college and then down to Nashville. We actually got back in touch. And this is the same way uh, I met Dylan, actually, uh, was playing video games. Andrew was like, Arthur's got these. You hopped on the mic. Uh, I don't know. Definitely, definitely got became closer friends just playing some Overwatch and yelling at things, <laughs> and then talking about podcasts. We ended up, uh, we ended up doing this one. Yeah, you came to me so. and you said, "I want to do a show like Loveline," and I was like, "I never heard that, but I've been looking for a show for a while to do." And here we are. Yeah, Wait. and from that unlikely origin, uh, this magic emerged. You had never heard of Loveline. I had heard of it, but I'd never heard an episode. Okay. I did know that David Allen Greer was involved, and so... Fair. Fair. Oh, my God. The, the best guest to ever grace that Fucking show. love dag. Yeah. Uh, well, I think... Uh, that kind of sums up her origin story. I don't know if we have mentioned that before. 
So tips on staying close while not seeing each other a lot. Play video We're games kinda, together. <laughs> yeah. Play play competitive competitive video games, preferably ones that make you very angry. Uh, because that'll that'll increase your bond. Yeah. Forge your fire forge your friendship in the fires of competition. You also there have to kind of like try to find somebody that can yell like Donovan. It will help you. <laughs> it will motivate you. <laughs> I appreciate that. I like having my yelling abilities recognized. Yeah. Um, I will say, too, I think we were talking about this a little bit last episode, uh, but I've I've moved around a lot. Uh, I've had a lot of situations where, you know, you meet somebody, you're very good friends, and we're not in the same place for, like, you know, 10 years. And uh, I think there's two kind of components to staying in touch with people like that. You know, if you get a connection with somebody, to some extent it just happens as long as... Both of you kind of reach out. I think some people are good at that and texting, sending stupid memes, I don't know, giving a phone call every once in a while. Uh, and some people aren't, but aren't necessarily opposed. So I think if you want to stay in contact with somebody, the, the reaching out is the big thing. Like, you got to be proactive about that. And, uh, you know, obviously try to schedule some trips or something to get, you know, some time in person every once in a while. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's old Zisty's Halloween party for us. Yeah, we do Halloween um, and um, St. Patrick's Day. Usually, we see each other. Yeah, yeah, which is always uh, which is which is a good place to spend some time. Definitely, but the being proactive is is the main thing I'm getting at. So, if you got somebody out there and you're you know you're kind of losing touch a little bit, just keep hitting them up because people you know people appreciate that, and it's it's easy not to do it. So if you put the effort in, uh, you know I think that'll work out unless they suck, <laughs> in which case. Welcome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it. cool. Thanks for everything. Thanks for your question. And uh, you rock, anonymous poster. Yeah. And I've forgotten again, this is the anonymous question box. You can find the link on our website, on the sidebar, on our social media, uh, Facebook and Instagram. Post your question, no account necessary. Uh, just post something that's more than five words, for fuck's sake. And if you say Radio Free Tote Bag five times into a mirror at midnight, <laughs> the URL will appear. <laughs> Yeah, the URL and your very own cat ham. (laughs) (laughs) What do you say uh, we hit some of these uh, Reddit questions since we've smashed up this question box so good? I'm down. The question box lays broken in pieces, but uh, Reddit remains. All right. Well, here it come. My 31F boyfriend, 34M, has delayed ejaculation, and I find I avoid sex more and more. I don't know what to do. He's on antidepressants, and I know they can make it harder to orgasm, but he says he's been like this for many years prior to the medication, and he's been to the doctor and had a physical, etc. He's only my second sexual relationship, so I'm not totally sure what is average. However, I find sex with him to be exhausting. It will go on and on until I get sore, and then we will switch to a blowjob. I often encourage him to watch porn to help make it faster, but even then it takes a long time. Sometimes we will do a blowjob only. They go on for well over an hour. My jaw can't go that long, so we'll alternate between me doing that and he takes over manually for a while and I stimulate him in other ways. I can come... What'd you say? Finger in the poober. Yeah. That's big. (laughs) I can come easily. Less than 10 minutes usually. Then the rest of the time, example, a 2.5 hour sex session, is basically trying everything to get him off. By the time he finishes, I'm dripping in sweat, my makeup is running, my body is aching from being in a weird position too long, my jaw is aching, and I am tired. 
Also, horrible to say, but I seriously just get bored. After the R mark, I'd rather be doing anything else. We can't have quote-unquote quickies. There's no such thing as a quickie with him. I find myself avoiding sex and turning him down. I just think I can either have sex for the next two and a half hours and will end up with my upper back and jaw aching, or I could have a nice hot bath, drink a cup of tea, and read a book while curled up in bed. I really, really, really don't enjoy sex anymore. What on earth can be done? I don't want to shame him because I know he can't help it and he does feel somewhat self-conscious. But sometimes I find myself becoming really irritated with him and the more I turn him down, the more he feels hurt and resentful. TLDR, I know sex is important for intimacy in a relationship and in the past I've had a healthy libido. However, in this relationship I find I avoid sex because my boyfriend has delayed ejaculation and it goes on too long and becomes painful and boring. And that was posted by Cinderella 10, but the sin, it's like sin, like S-I-N, like Cinderella, uh, dark. Yeah. Kinky. Yeah. Anybody? Well, this uh, is rough. Yeah. Anybody on, on this uh, call have uh, any experience with delayed ejaculation? Yes. Yeah. 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 I think we've all had <laughs> that. That's cool. <laughs> uh, I think Arthur and I have talked about this in a, in a previous episode, too. Um, that's a very common issue for men on antidepressants. Uh, I've experienced it. Sounds like you guys have, uh, and it's frustrating. And I think we were mentioning when we last talked about this too, that I think most people think of, uh, ejaculation issues as like coming too soon. And that's really frustrating, but this can be equally frustrating. Absolutely. It's fucking exhausting, you know? And, uh, there's, there's a few ways you can go about this. Uh, it sounds like what we were talking about last time was trying to kind of get the pressure off of it. If you get worked up and anxious about these things, um, it just makes it worse. But it, it, it kind of sounds like you're already there. So I'd say maybe try masturbating less. You know, I, th- mm-hmm. I think that makes mm-hmm. a lot of people come faster. And then also maybe, you know, explain this to your doctor and see if they, I'm sure they've dealt with this. You know, maybe there's a medication change or something else you can take, you know, uh, like a uh, come faster pill. There is I think actually that's the medical name. There is. Yeah, there's uh, there's an anti-anxiety medication that I was prescribed specifically for the purpose of eliminating the uh, delayed ejaculation effect from my antidepressant. However, it also has a myriad of side effects on itself. So you know, adding anything to a cocktail has its drawbacks. <laughs> so I wouldn't blame him if he didn't want to deal with uh, with you know what's going on there. But, um, yeah, I think this dude needs to recognize that orgasm is not always the goal of sex. Yeah. And as soon as your lady's, like, worn out and her fucking jaws hurt and shit, that's game, dude. Wrap it up. You're like, you know, wow, that was great. It was really great to be with you in that time. I didn't come, (laughs) but, uh, you know, neither do something like 70% of women every time they have sex, so... (laughs) Exactly. Like, I don't know. My, I, I've never taken any depressants and I had the issue uh, regardless and I have it most of the time when I get into a new relationship with somebody mm-hmm. and it just takes uh, forever and it's like a comfort issue for me. Like I get into a weird headspace and it just doesn't happen. And when we get to that point, I'm not just like, well, we got to keep going until I'm done. No, I'm like, we got to 
do whatever we got to do to make your jaw feel better, I guess. <laughs> you need a compress? You need a bath? What do we got to do here? <laughs> it's absolutely true. Uh, I, I tend to have it more with a new partner, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I so I, I get the I, I get the total reverse uh, of this for whatever reason, but for me it's a frequency thing. Like I kind of have the reverse issue at the beginning, but if we're having sex often, then I start getting this. And Arthur, this kind of touches on what what you were talking about. Um, I think just not making the goal orgasm, just accepting that sometimes that's not going to happen, and you can't have your partner going for fucking sixty minutes. You're both going to be miserable. You're all both going to be raw and feeling bad by the end. And even if you don't come after that after that long, or even if you do, my experience is usually like, Jesus, why did I? Why did we go through all this effort? Yeah. That was not worth it at all. Yeah, right. literally never so think, touch me again. Let me go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> this is awful. Before we go uh, too much further, I just wanted to say, morally safer. Yeah, because you said sixty minutes. I just wanted. To, I just wanted to say. Wait, Mike Wallace. Wait, what? <laughs> The te- the television program sixty minutes features. I'm Mike Wallace. I'm Morley Safer, and I'm Andy Rooney. Oh, but Andy I thought Ro- I yeah. fucked up and said more Morley Safer, like more safe Morley Safer. No, and I was like, damn, dude, I fuck words up, but that's severe. That's there's, a dude's name. There's a human being named Morley Safer. Yeah, Arthur's on the deep up. news cuts, fam. <laughs> Yeah. The references uh, for our generation. Everybody loves a good old 60 Minutes reference. That's right. Yeah. Oh, are you ready for my 60 Minutes reference? Yeah, let's go. Fucking nailed it. 60 Minutes is truly the cocaine of our generation. <laughs> the kids are addicted. Uh-huh. Um, Arthur, what I was getting at, though, is with that point, too, I think if you stop putting so much pressure and making that your goal... There's a chance this will just resolve, too, because kind yeah. of the longer you go without coming, uh, I think the easier that's going to be. It's, it starts building up in there, you yeah. know, kind of like a, like a jizz-filled pimple. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. You fucking dick! <laughs> a jizz-filled pimple! You, you try to pop the pimple too early, it just gets fucking scabbed and nothing ends up coming out. But if you leave it, just you can just see the Boy. white under there, <laughs> oh, and it's going to be an easy one. Can we get, because I know you're out there, uh, all the RFTB uh, listeners that are also deviant art users. Can we get a picture of that, please? Just whatever you think that looks like. I'd love to see your artwork. If we can combine that with some Sonic the Hedgehog uh, fetish porn, that yeah. would be my dream. Need, That's the world I want to live in. I need Sonic Vore and cum pimples, please. <laughs> there we go. There we go. I need something to see uh, before I hang myself. <laughs> yeah, just emblazon that image on my gravestone. <laughs> okay, Arthur, I was right. meaning to ask you, you: you took this, you took this medication that was supposed to help, though. Besides the side effects, like, did it work? Did it get you to a normal yeah. level? Yeah, you can get there. It was, it was still delayed somewhat, but uh, I could orgasm more consistently. And uh, my partner used to be like, "You did it." <laughs> That's encouraging. Audience stands and applauds. She would give. She would be like, "Nice job." <laughs> what were the, what were the side effects? Um, well, this particular medication is called Buspirone. The hosts of Radio Free Topic are not medical doctors, cannot provide medical uh, advice or opinion. So, you know. I think that. that's clear because I use the term jizz pimple. I don't think any <laughs> doctor has ever used that. <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, 
every like it was a daily medication and then every night probably eight or ten hours after i'd take it i would experience extreme fatigue and nausea for about 45 minutes a day um that was pretty raw um it also gave me terrifying amounts of insomnia like for the first couple weeks i was taking it nice i couldn't sleep at all um and that sucked but yeah. I could orgasm sometimes. <laughs> so it's it's a trade off. Yeah, know, that's kind of the deal with any medication. If this is so, if you try everything else, like maybe that's the last resort. You try everything else, and this is fucking your relationship up. You know, maybe look into that. Uh, but that, that definitely sounds like more of a last resort thing. So I'd, I would try these other suggestions before uh, before ta- taking the. Uh, Bust fasty on pill. <laughs> I can't believe that was the best busting medication name I could come up with. I'll get back to you later in the episode with a better one. Yeah, I'm gonna need. I expect better things out of you, Dono. <laughs> All right, good good luck out there, uh, boyfriend and girlfriend, and uh, I, I hope your cum comes more quickly. Yeah, cum comes, cum comes. <laughs> All right. Uh, so that that last question is, you know, perhaps the sort of uh, that's some serious relationship stuff to deal with. And, uh, you know, that can get pretty heavy sometimes. And this next question is no exception. I advise you, listener, to buckle in. Advice to impress a girl. So I'm 17. I met a girl online on Minecraft, LOL, a few years ago. And we've since become pretty good friends. We've met a couple times IRL, but she lives in Scotland, and I live in Norway. I'm not experienced with girls in any way, but I feel like we have had a few romantic moments, and I thought maybe there is a chance. So eventually I told her directly I liked her, and she answered that she was not sure, and maybe we could try later. That was almost a year ago, and she's turning 18 soon. I currently only go to school a couple hours per week, so I thought maybe if I could use the extra time to do something big for her, she would be happy. As long as she gets happy or something, I'm happy too. I would really like if she loved me back, but obviously only if she actually wants to. The problem is, I don't really have any talents like singing or writing, but I'm willing to do almost anything. My interests include 3D printing, technology, and making food. Any help or advice is super welcome. Thanks, TLDR I-17, want to do something big for a girl I like. And that was posted by Chill Dolphin. God, this is heavy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I would I'm do anything for love. <laughs> like 3D print some food made out of technology. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There's, there's your answer. Uh, 3D print some tungsten food. <laughs> there you go. I, I just Minecraft is your common destination. That's where you met. So maybe return to the uh, the pond uh, with the spooky skeleton archer guys next to it. Get down on one Minecraft knee. I think you can crouch in that game. And uh, tell her to look behind her. And there's just a 500 block tall uh, erect penis and written down the side is will you marry me? There you go. Oh, man. You fucking romantic. (laughs) 
I feel a little bad that I'm getting rid of that. Now I can't use that in uh, my future relationships, but... <laughs> Sounds like a lot of work. Just find out if she's into, like, Harry Potter and then make, like, a Dumbledore skin for your boy. Don't build a Hogwarts. That's a lot of blocks. <laughs> so many blocks. You just go into edit mode, though. Like, you can... Just like you can fly around and do all kinds of shit real easy. That seems like a lot of work. That ah, seems like it seems like cheating. He too. wants to do something big. That's true. Yeah. I think what would be really, if being honest here, what would be really big for you to do for this girl, uh, especially after she said that, uh, man, it's a it's a hard maybe, is to leave her the fuck alone. Probably. Wow. Wow. I'm, I'm with you. The realistic option here is that doing something big isn't what you should be considering. Uh, number one, you guys are pretty young. Um, you're in different countries. Like this is this is not even with maximum interest here. This is not a good starting point. Um, and on top of that, you know, if this girl was really into you that much, she you know she wouldn't say maybe we could try later. Like perhaps you'd be dating or something yeah. like that going on. Yeah. So instead of kind of doubling down on this, I, I just try to kind of move past it. And, uh, you know, try to stay friends with her too. I would say like, don't, don't, don't fucking fall off on somebody just cause they weren't into you when you asked them out, you know, you right. got, you got a good friendship going here. Don't, uh, don't fuck that up just cause she's not, she's not wanting something more. Yeah. And don't sit around and harp on it. This is a really good thing to learn when you are 17. Yeah. Very true. Very something true. I still have yet to learn. It's tough. <laughs> man, is that important? Buddy, yeah, yeah. But that's so. that's kind of the deal in general too. As I, I I definitely had that impulse when I was younger, and I think a lot of people do. Like if it doesn't work out, like I just got to make some sort of grand gesture. And it the, the, just the fact of the matter is like that's not nobody's gonna completely turn around, uh, you know, because you you wrote them a song or something. Yeah, you know, it, it, you're putting a lot of effort in. Uh, for something that, you know, at best, maybe they'll kind of like, and at worst, they're just going to weird them out because you're being really pushy about it, things. It seems counterintuitive, but I think the grand gesture works best a couple years in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Already on the hook, committed relationship, everybody's, you know, in it. Uh, and then you do something big out of nowhere. That's when it. That's when it's best. Yeah, that's when it's like valid. When it's not someone that you're already with, especially someone who's like giving you a hard maybe. That's when like the grander the gesture, the bigger the disappointment. When they say, uh, <laughs> "Hey, could you don't?" <laughs> no, ex- exactly. It's not, totally true. N- not a good move here. Not worth yeah. the effort. So just chill on it. Stay friends with her. Maybe something will happen sometimes. Who knows? But don't. Don't put all your uh, Minecraft eggs in this Minecraft basket. Also, uh, you're going to feel bad. You're 17 in Norway. Yeah. Go oh, find you yeah. some <laughs> super hot 17-year-old Norwegians. Yeah. <laughs> Go talk to them. I'm going to I'm gonna make a little conjecture here, too. Um, you know, that if this is kind of your first experience uh, with a girl... For a lot of people, young age, definitely myself at that age, you can put a lot of weight on that, and you can kind of obsess about that a little bit too much. And you, you kind of mentioned, I hope she loves me back. Just try, don't, don't jump onto those emotions for somebody you know you only kind of know, and uh, who's not reciprocating. Uh, I, you know, I'd do your best to maybe try to go on some dates or get some interest in other people, uh, as opposed to just focusing so hardcore on this one person who's not reciprocating. 
who also <laughs> is in a completely different country on an island far away from you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, also also that. So Norway is filled with beautiful women. Um, they're also our second bigger list, biggest listener base. So that's 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 a big plus. That is totally true. Uh, hey. Yeah. Hey, uh, uh, almost ter- almost eighteen year old uh, Swedish girl, if you're listening, uh, let let this guy go. Don't don't lead him on. Don't you know? Just stop giving. <laughs> She's the- from Scotland. He's from. Norway. That's right. I'm an idiot. <laughs> I even read that aloud. That's okay. Uh, so yeah. Hey, seventeen year old Swedish girls. <laughs> <laughs> this one goes out to all the seventeen year old Swedish girls out there. This one goes out to a very, very specific demographic who <laughs> <laughs> listen to our listen to our podcast. You know, if you're out there, uh, you know, go go date this Minecrafter. <laughs> maybe maybe mend his uh, his broken heart. Tell him you're gonna be, be alright though. Yeah, he's gonna be alright. Tell him RFTB yeah. sent you. Yeah, ask him yeah, to 3D print you, you something nice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, a grand gesture for them uh, to pick up those girls is maybe uh, throw some money at our Patreon, which you can find at patreon.com slash radiofotopia. <laughs> I think they'd be really into that. Yeah. Yep. The offer still stands. $10, Donald will put a picture on his wall. It's still out there. That's right. It is. And you, could, there. you could officially support the number one listen to podcast in Norway. <laughs> <laughs> that's big that's big huge all right good luck out there uh partner you're gonna you're gonna be all right um but i think it's time for us to mosey on to this next one donovan did, yeah did yes, i <laughs> did i 23f overreact with 24m i've been seeing this guy for a few weeks things have moved fast and we've been spending lots of time together. I don't know how I feel yet with him. I'm going to grad school next fall, so I'm wary of starting a new relationship. Me and him were cuddling on my couch. He told me a girl he hooked up with was in town and was out with his roommate. His roommate called him to come out with them. He said something like, Lol, does she want it? While cuddling around 11 p.m., he was texting her. She was saying, where TF are you? With four U's. His response was, sorry, I didn't know you wanted me to come out. This was all right in front of me. I saw everything. I got up, told him if he'd rather be with her, then he should go out. I said that texting her, like, informs me of me was rude. (laughs) Okay. He freaked out. (laughs) Told me I had trust issues. Said... Okay, so I'm not allowed to have girlfriends? I'm a flirty guy. Then he said he made out with his best female friend and asked if that made me mad. I held my ground and still said it made me feel weird. Then he got really emotional and started crying, saying that he'd fucked up. I haven't seen him since. I don't know. I feel like these are red flags. TLDR, guy I was seeing got mad when I confronted him about something that bothered me, and that was posted by GingerCoke55. Ginger I, Coke 55. Can I? Can You're I, fucking right. Yeah. Can These I, are red can ass I do flags. something as like someone who's listened to this show for, you know, since the beginning. Can I get them fucking horns, please? <laughs> <laughs> Give them to me. What that shit? Yes. <laughs> 
Yeah, you got a good feel for the uh, air horns, uh, yeah. Radio Free Topex super fan Dylan, because this is this is extremely appropriate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck this guy. This guy sucks for real. Beyond beyond this behavior being shitty and uncool, and we've come back to this again. If your partner does something that makes you feel shitty, and you tell them that it makes you feel shitty, and instead of you know apologizing or being like, oh, I, you know, I shouldn't have said that. They start getting fucking angry and blowing up. That is not the sign of uh, of a healthy person to be in a relationship with. That's really, really, really red. Yeah, play. that's some dark shit, honestly. Yeah, and the fact that uh, you know the second you you know put a little spine behind it and tell him no, this fucking made me feel bad, and he turns into a little quivering, blubbering baby boy. No, that is uh, that is emotional manipulation 101, mm. and never, ever speak to him again. He's garbage, thank yeah, you. He's a garbage man. No, it is. He's going from, you know, oh, this is your problem, and you are the victim here, to, oh, you fucking hurt me, getting mad about the shitty stuff I did, and now I'm the victim. It is fucking manipulative and terrible. Yep, there they were again. Yep, this is definitely, <laughs> yep, you know. Definitely so. Honestly, you've only been with this guy a few weeks. If this shit is happening already, yeah, you don't uh, know imagine shit. what is coming down the fucking line. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think there's even anything else to say about that. Yeah. He's going to cheat bad. on you and make it your fault. Yeah. Especially, like, you say, like, things have moved real fast. Like, you can move them real fast into a different lane and drive the fuck away right now. <laughs> Just get Straight the fuck up. out of there. Straight up, man. I, I, think that's, I think that's your best option. No. Mm, that, that sucks though. so fucking much. Man. <laughs> LOL, does she want it? Yeah, fucking come on, dude. While, while you're next to your girlfriend. Yeah. God damn. Well, they've well, only been we'll seeing each other a few weeks. Can here. you even... Yeah, this is definitely like, Elvin. Like, the only time LOL, does she want it is okay is if immediately after that you send a picture of the Shrek 2 DVD. <laughs> then it's fine. <laughs> Be like, yeah, well, that's I, a grand I've gesture got it right, right there. Here. Yeah, everyone loves Shrek too. It's a great gesture. <laughs> you know, somebody. She wants it. <laughs> Shout outs to our boy uh, Ryan. Well, somebody is uh, once telling you to ditch this guy, and uh, that's pretty fucking clean cut. The Orhorn barrage uh, has already taken him out, so you are you're free to tell this guy's mangled, airhorned corpse to fuck off, and uh, hopefully not be a piece of shit in the future. Fucking, fucking beautiful. Nailed that one. Got him. Got him. Uh, hey, hey, hey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fast skeetazam. Fast skeetazam. <laughs> speed, speed comazole. <laughs> rapid, rapid nuttium. Ooh, I like rapid nuttium. That's good. Rapid yeah. nuttium. You're doing a lot better. I like we're, pre- we're prescribing you uh, 69 milligrams of rapid nuttium. Nice. Coxpertazam. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I like Zam at the end. It's got a little speed to it. Uh, what about, which shows uh, its effectiveness. What about Bustamol? <laughs> that is good. That's got a very good ring to it. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if there's an actual medication out there called Bustamol. And, yeah. Uh, if that does not, you know, uh, increase the speed of ejaculation drug, somebody's got to buy that trademark off of them and uh, appropriate it back to something better. Yeah. 
fucking beautiful. All right, there's the reconciliation on that one. That was weighing on me. And uh, now I can take my effort uh, off of coming up with terrible cum medication puns and uh, into answering your, your questions out here. <laughs> and here we go again uh, with my full effort. Let's see it. Broke up with my fiance after five years. Can't eat, sleep, or go to work. I broke up with my fiance of four years. I'm a 28-year-old male. I loved her dearly, but we'd always get into nasty fights. One time she pulled out a gun and wanted to kill herself. That is not where I thought this was going. One time she pulled a gun out and wanted to kill herself. I freaked out and called the cops. Now she is dealing with that in court. I know everyone has problems, so I didn't want to leave her because of it. Later on, I found out she sent a picture of herself to another guy, at which point I was livid and asked her to grab all her things from my place and leave. We don't live together. I'm having an extremely hard time getting over her. It's almost as if I'm borderline crazy. TLDR, I can't eat, sleep, and can barely work. Is this normal or should I seek professional help? I was thinking of taking FMLA or some leave from work, uh, and that was posted by Volvo C. What, what's uh, what's FMLA? Let's see. Let's let's FMLA do... is like uh, like a lot of time off that you can take from work. It's like sick time. Uh. But it's uh, for like family medical stuff. It's yeah. like medical leave. It's the Family and Medical uh. Leave Act of 1993. Yeah, uh, instituted so that people with uh, chronic illnesses or like a sick kid or something could get time off work and not be, you know, fired. <laughs> All right, good clarification. I thought it was going to be a medication or something. Um, I I don't think that's a bad idea. This this sucks. Um, and if it's affecting you deeply, there, there's a balance here with breakups. If you lose somebody you've been with with for four years, that's like taking a chunk out of yourself. Have you ever heard that it's like losing a limb? Yeah, I've heard no, that. Per- Good, good analogy. It, it is serious like that. And there's an extent to which you should feel shitty and it's going to fuck with you. The kind of uh, spillover point where this becomes less normal and more of something you might need help with is if this is lasting for a very long time and interfering with your life you know, for more than just a couple weeks afterwards and, and rendering you immobile. But ultimately, it's just kind of your call where that you know where that line is it's at what point it's incapacitating you to in a, in a sense that uh or to a degree that you you don't feel like you can overcome it by yourself um so i just keep it like part, part of this is normal i wouldn't it, don't don't get too worked up about that part but if it is getting that intense then you know definitely definitely seek out some help because that's a long ass time to be with somebody and that sounds like a chaotic horrifying place to be in and now that I think about that, maybe definitely get some help. She fucking pulled a gun out and wanted to kill herself. Nope. Fuck. Yeah. That's traumatizing. Yeah. Yeah, that's when he says, like, I feel like I'm the one that's crazy. Like, no, you're de- you're depressed, fam. And that's fine. Like, <laughs> that's an okay place to be after, like, a five-year relationship ends. Absolutely. Yeah, in a, in a crazy, chaotic five-year relationship. Yeah. User uh, Dolomite808 says, After five years of crazy, crazy seems normal to you. It's going to feel strange for a while, but you need to relearn what normal actually is. Give it time, man. You are grieving the relationship, and it is just going to take some time. 
Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think that's a good read on it. It's it, literally like adjusting to a different reality when somebody who's been in your life for so long to such an intense degree is, is out of there. And in addition to that time, take some, uh, take some medical leave and, uh, get yourself some therapy. My guy, I think yeah. you need to, you need to speak to somebody about this. Yeah, I, th- I think so too. Because this is also something, you know, that unless you have, uh, you know, maybe a friend who's been in a similar situation, like this, this is this is full on fucking traumatic. Like that's, you know, I don't, I, I don't know if her threatening to kill herself. It sounds like that's more of, you know, she's struggling as well. Um, but it's it's still traumatic. Like that's you've been kind of fucking scarred from this, I assume, and. uh you know, if that came out of something outside of a relationship, that's something, you know, you witness somebody kill themselves or something intense like that, you'd probably be recommended to go to therapy. And I don't, I don't think this is particularly different. Absolutely not. Damn. Fuck, dude. Damn, fam. <laughs> that's, uh, that's intense. I know that feeling of being trapped at bed after like, you know, breaking up with somebody too. Yeah, for I, sure. I, 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 I cannot imagine that. I'm also going to say cut fucking contact with this person a hundred percent if you have not. Mm-hmm. Um, because this is clearly was not a functional relationship, an extremely toxic relationship. And I think, it, you know, as we've said before, I think the best way to end kind of intense ones is just to cut off contact. And you really got to focus on yourself here. And she's got to uh, focus on herself. If she's to the point where she's pulling out a gun in front of her boyfriend saying she's going to fucking kill herself. She is in some bad shape, and she needs some help. Yeah. And that is not on you, question asker. That is not on you at all. Yeah. No, de- definitely. It's very. It could be very easy, especially after being integral like that in this person's life for so long, to just be like, this is my, personally my responsibility. Like, I, I have to do something about that. And that's just going to compound the shit you're dealing with. So, you know, cut, cut this girl off. Um, focus on yourself here. Definitely, definitely get some help. Yeah, dude. I think and good luck to you, Volvo C, because fucking hey, this is this is one of the most intense uh, intense questions we've had. That's yeah. a big one on this very special episode of Radio Free Tote Bag <laughs> <laughs> from Minecraft uh, <laughs> love to traumatizing hell relationships. <laughs> it's Radio Free Tote Bag. Hey, you ready to you ready to lighten it up a little bit with a trip to the friend zone? I am definitely ready to go to the friend zone. Dylan, uh, can you just say the friend zone real quick so we can fuck with your voice? Oh, I'm I'm all about that friend zone. Yeah, there this. we go. <laughs> well, doesn't look like it's going to get too much lighter because the mental health hotline that I, 25F, volunteer for just hired a girl, 25F, who bullied me in high school. Oh, fuck. For the past five years, I volunteered for a mental health hotline. I'm deeply passionate about the hotline's work, and I've devoted huge amounts of time and energy to answering calls, training new volunteers, and fundraising. I've become close friends with many of the people I volunteer with, and I get a lot of joy out of helping people who don't have a lot of other support in their lives. I love this organization. I can't imagine life without it. Today, the head of the organization sent out an email announcing that they've hired a new volunteer coordinator, the girl who relentlessly bullied me in high school and made my life a living hell. I was completely blindsided. I moved across the continent after graduating from high school, and I have no idea how or when this girl moved to my city. I doubt she applied for this job to deliberately antagonize me, since we've had no contact since graduation. 
and all volunteers are anonymous. So it's just a terrible coincidence, but it still means I'm going to have to be working with a person who was unbelievably cruel to me. I really don't know what to do. Obviously, all of this was a long time ago, and it's possible she's cleaned up her act since high school, but I still hate the idea of even being in the same room as this girl. I've had her blocked on every platform for, wow, over a decade now. It looks like my only options are to A, tough it out and deal with this person coming back into my life, or B, quit the hotline after five years of service. TLDR, I volunteered at a mental health hotline for the past five years, and they just hired a girl who bullied me in high school as the new volunteer coordinator. I definitely don't want this person in my life in any capacity, but I also don't want to quit the hotline. What can I do? And that was posted by Zealous Ideal Month. Oof. That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think you're right to bring up that it's possible she cleaned up her act and all that. Uh, but you don't really go into detail about what they did. But if this person was, like, actively fucking shitty to you, and, uh, you know, now they're going to be talking to people on a suicide hotline. I get, people change. It's been a long time. People are fucking terrible in high school. But I, I think this would be worth bringing up with your boss. Yeah. Just to, you know, at best, or at best make them aware of it and just so they know, you know, if you, I don't know, you're having trouble doing your job right or you're struggling to kind of work with them so they know what it's about and it doesn't just seem like, you know, you have some random beef with this new person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can confirm from personal experiences that, like, like, bullies from school can, like, absolutely change and some of them can 100% absolutely fucking not and remain to be <laughs> trash garbage monsters for the rest of their lives. So I just get worse. Look at Arthur over here. I know. <laughs> he was a big old jerk in high school. That's right. Now he's like on this shit. podcast spewing his hate in my <laughs> entire life. He killed my dad. <laughs> I miss you, boo boo. I don't regret it. Well, no. But do you feel me though? I don't. I, I don't do. Think, I, I do. don't think quitting is worth it. And I also, you know, don't don't let this person push you out of this thing you've been doing for five years. Uh, you know, it, worst case scenario, you, you got to work around this person, and that's not going to be ideal. Yeah. And if they get to the point where they're acting out against you again, that is something you could bring up and just get this person fired. Yes. Yeah. Yes. If so it get, don't. Go ahead. If it gets there, if it gets to the point where she's back up to her old tricks then that's a firing. That's a paddling, for yeah. sure. You've been there longer. You love this place. Like, don't leave this place just because they're a fucking trash bag. Yeah. You got to stick around. You got to see what's up with her. Like, because maybe, just maybe she's turned her act around. And that's still going to feel super fucking weird, interacting with somebody who used to, you know, you'd see him in the fucking hallway at school and it would just, you know, your heart would sink and your fucking guts would fall out of your butt. You know? Uh, no. Definitely, it can be, it's like traumatizing to some experience or to some extent. This this person was fucking with you actively, and you've got you know reaction to them is valid. They were a piece of shit to you. Yeah, I don't. I will I, read too. Uh, you got something else? I was about to say I don't think I could deal with anybody that you know because I was antagonized all throughout junior high and high school, and oh, uh, no. I don't think I could peacefully coexist with anybody like that with anybody from that period. No, I don't do a good job with it. As it, like the one person was like actually turned out to be pretty cool. Uh, I didn't really give a shit that they were pretty cool. Like <laughs> you were a fucking dildo to me like my whole life. 
and I smacked you in the face once for it. And then we like just never spoke to each other again. And it's like, cool that you're nice now, but I hit you in the face with the back of my hand for a reason. I feel like <laughs> a good reason. <laughs> I'm going to hold on to that reason and just be glad that you're cool and not in my life. Yeah. I think that's okay. It's, it, it definitely sucks that this person is being foisted back upon you though. After you've successfully blocked them and cut them out. Uh, I didn't have so much trouble with that in high school. I just have a few people who I just think are pieces of shit, and so I don't I don't talk to them. And uh, and that's fine. You can just distance yourself, and that's typically the move. So it, it really does suck that now you're being kind of forced to con- confront this. Um, but you can you can definitely minimize the damage. I'm also going to read. Uh, she gives an update which is pretty long, but I'll just kind of get to the, the the important part here. Uh, it sounds like she, she said she went to a regularly scheduled afternoon shift at the hotline and the girl just happened to be there for some kind of orientation. Uh, I wasn't expecting to be there. So I initially just kept my head down and ignored her a little while into the shift. She came over to introduce herself and genuinely didn't seem to recognize me. I've cut my hair and gotten glasses since high school. So that could have been it. It was a brief interaction and I didn't say anything to her in return. I just nodded and smiled. So that that's good. It also kind of sucks that this person was shitty to you, and they don't. I, I'd have I'd have a little bit of a thing about that. Like you fucked with me, and like now you're back and leaving. Fucking recognize me? Fuck you. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Put her stapler in Jello or something like. That. <laughs> Key your fucking car. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. That's a big step from stapler in Jello. <laughs> One of those is pull, not a crime. Pull the uh, pull the old Arthur special and kill her father. Yeah. Yeah. Just kill her dad. <laughs> God, I miss him. Uh. <laughs> she also oh. she also mentions here that she did speak with her shift supervisor, and she uh, kind of worked to, to schedule her around her and all that. So it, it seems like this has a good, a good resolution. Um, so eh, that's a happy ending to a, a, a kind of rough one there. But uh, yeah, she gives you any guff. Just uh, c- commit a little. Uh, what is it? Paternicide. Is that the word for <laughs> that would be what Arthur likes to yeah. do in his free time? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, isn't it patricide? It would be patricide. Patricide. Yes. That's better. Yes. Yeah. Like I regicides. just like to call it, I miss my dad! <laughs> <laughs> this is going like, uh, to be like one of those podcast episodes where like a comedian has somebody they didn't like on and they like work it out. Arthur and Dylan are going <laughs> to work we, out. Are we okay, man? <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're cool. <laughs> wow what a magical podcast so who, this is so who are your guys that's a Marin reference for anybody who listens to WTF it's a Marin reference a lot of references on this show today yeah. too yeah we big on that we got that 60 minutes we got that Mark Marin we're referencing everything yeah we referenced everybody out here yeah I also did that great reference to uh some of my favorite uh, ejaculatory medications. I thought that was pretty funny <laughs> jizz j- uh, starts with jizz. I know that jizz butol just propion <laughs> that was kind of life right? I just combined bupropion like, and jizz. I don't know. I feel like that's like that's a little too sci fi you know sure sure. <laughs> It's like the fucking limitless pill in some movies, just Probrion. <laughs> you take this pill and you never stop coming. Yeah. You you have a 250 IQ, but you could just never not nut. 
Which, I mean, would average your IQ out. I think that (laughs) you'd be very dehydrated a lot. (laughs) (laughs) He's up on, he's up on like the front of some uh, fucking scientific symposium. And uh, like I've developed the cure, a single pill that people can take to uh, alleviate all illnesses uh, as he's just shooting rope over the entire crowd. He doesn't even need confetti. Draping over all the uh, academics in the crowd, and they are wet with excitement, <laughs> soggy with excitement. God, all right, I'm, I'm getting it. off that. Uh, I'm getting off that dental image. I love this show, Arthur. Get read, read us another question. I, okay, I can't, I can't stop thinking about this. Don knows how to ropes to throw. Read another question. <laughs> Didn't I read the last one though? It's you like did. a t-shirt cannon, and instead it just fires wads of skeet. You totally, you totally read the last one. Okay, uh, so, so it's, it's you. It's unless, t- unless, of course. No. Okay. I don't know how to read. Oh, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I'll do this. All right. Dylan. I got this. Did I? Dylan. 26M, do the right thing by breaking up with my girlfriend, 24F, over not having kids. TLDR. Broke up, broke up with my girlfriend about not wanting kids. So I've been dating my girlfriend for over three months now. Everything's been going great. She makes me laugh and we have connected on a lot of levels. However, today we started talking about kids randomly. I've always been a firm believer of not having kids and encouraging my partner to abort in the case of accidental pregnancy. Her, on the other hand, told me she wants kids and believes that abortion is immoral and is equivalent to murder. Hmm. I told her that having kids is a huge no-no for me. I grew up in a single-parent uh, household without a father a whole life. Hmm. And honestly, the mere thought of having kids is nightmares fuel for me. She said that having kids is a huge part of her future plans, and I pointed out that this is a fundamental incompatibility. So I made what I thought was a logical choice and broke up with her since I do not want her to waste her life being with a man who will never fulfill her dream of starting a family. But now I feel like crap feels like I'm throwing a future relationship full of potential away. And who knows? I may change my mind when I'm older. So this may not, uh, this may even be a non-issue. So Reddit, did I make the right choice? I honestly do not know. I'm sorry. So radio free tote bag. Did I make the right choice? (laughs) I honestly do not know. And would just like some honest opinions and thoughts on the issue. And that was from. mm, Shit. Z. Shijin pimp. Oh, no, yeah, it's, I think it's, it's supposed to be like a Xi Jinping uh, reference. Oh, sick, sick. Pretty good, pretty good. I think you did, uh, I think you did a fucking awesome job, Dylan. Let me say that first. Let's get oh. a round of applause here. Oh, well, thank you. Good times. And I think you, Poster, I think you did make the right choice. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd, definitely be, I'd definitely be feeling like that, too, because it sucks when everything else is functional. Uh, and this is kind of like a future thing, and maybe it does become a non-issue. Uh, but if this is this serious that she is completely opposed to abortion and you're not and you're sexually active, what happens if she gets pregnant? Like the risk of that is so much fucking worse than ending this right now. Um, and so I, I, I think this is the right call that I fuck. I can't imagine how terrifying that would be if you're so opposed, you know, something like that happens and you are you're forced into this. That's not good for either of you. And that's not good for any kids coming out of this. So I think you made the tough but responsible choice here. The political implications of her position are enough to make me say it's the horns. <laughs> yep. Give him the heat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, he's already done the breakup, so these are just kind of like ce- celebratory is the wrong word. These are like backup air horns. Like it's like a <laughs> yeah. 12 gun salute, just letting him know that he, he did the right thing. Some hindsight horns. <laughs> I like that. 
No, you guys like, ever been in this situation where you've you've you know this question has come up with a partner and it is like there's been a complete incompatibility. I have, but not with a partner like a someone that was a potential partner and things seemed like it was gonna go that way. And I was like, yeah, just uh, I I personally don't want kids, and if I have kids, I want to adopt kids. And she was like, nope, I gotta have my own kids. And I was like, yeah, we should probably probably not do this. This should probably stop right now. That's uh, that's really hard. But I think it's the mature decision to make, and I think uh, I think OP made the right uh, decision here. Yeah, especially with, like, this may even be a non-issue in the future. It's, it is an issue right now, and that's, like, what's important. Like, you don't know if it's going to change. Like, your mind's going to change. Like, don't, don't even dwell on that. Yeah. Definitely. So you, you made the right move, and I'd pat yourself on the back for, for making the tough choice, though, because that is, that is tough. It would be the very easy route just to continue with this because things are going all right and uh, you know, not, not actually think about what's going on in a, in a more rational way. And so good, good on you for doing that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah, definitely Damn. made the right call, my dude. Yeah, I'm totally in favor of this. I have something else. <laughs> uh i uh i like that oh okay the other thing i had was a little bit of a rant on this man people who are people who are just completely focused like it is a goal to start a family and have their own kids it, it wigs me out a little bit It uh people are so fucking quick to like jump on you know people about how important it is to adopt pets instead of uh you know adopting purebreds because there's like already so many uh homeless pets out there in the world like that more than a little bit fucking carries over to people. Like there are a ton of orphans out in the world and I I feel like it makes more sense uh you know to 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 adopt somebody and help one of those people and it, it, it I I feel a little shit, shitty saying this but it comes off as a little selfish just being like I I have to have kids. I have to have my own kids. I feel like that's just such a basal drive. Like that's such a thing that's just written into us animalistically is to reproduce. Like, that's what your DNA is trying to force you to do. Uh, we're fucking people. We can we can think around that a little bit, but I don't know. Who knows? Maybe I'm going to turn fucking 40, and then and then I'm going to want my own mini Donovan. Oh, God, I'd be such a pain in the ass. My child, <laughs> holy fuck. By the time you turn 40, you're going to be old dad. Nobody that's wants, true, too. Nobody wants to be old dad. Old Don dad. Yeah. Old dad's like yeah. a weird position to be in. Yeah, I forgot that was a whole fucking thing too. That you gotta you gotta do that soon. Maybe I'll just keep stoning about this until I'm past my prime, and that it will solve itself. Because I will tell you that uh, among my highlights as a child, I threw my cousin down the stairs, and when my mom and my aunt tried to get me to apologize to him, all I would say was "sart, sart," and I would refuse to properly apologize. <laughs> what sart? Yeah, like Jean Paul Sart. Sart. I don't know. I think it was like, like the my French little, philosopher. You. Yeah, like this word starts with an S. I'm doing the thing. Fuck you! I throw him down the stairs again. Yeah, I don't. I don't wow. want to deal with a kid who's who's doing that. You could have been like Jean-Paul Sartre and uh, apologized in bad faith. I'm gonna take a quick philosophical divergence right here. Ooh. The concept Ooh. of bad faith is to. Uh, you know how you do something in good faith? You know what I mean? Like you really, like you mean it. Like you really care yeah. about doing the thing. Uh, bad faith is to mean it so much on the surface as to belie how little you fucking care about it beneath. Like uh, his his example is the waiter 
who is too quick to like refill the bread basket. Oh, oh yes, of course, sir. Yes, I would love to bring you another water. My God, it is the very breath of life to me to bring you a water. Interesting. I'm glad you caught up on that because uh, that's actually what three-year-old Donovan was going for in Sangasart. It was a philosophical <laughs> reference. And, uh, my plebeian mom and aunt didn't pick up on the genius of my of my uh, little comment there. Yeah. I'm going to retell that story that way from now on. I kind of want to meet three-year-old Donovan. Yeah. He sounds like a badass. Yeah, he sounds like a total beast. <laughs> Uh, I can't. I can't shit on myself too much. I. I. I don't know. My parents say I was an alright kid. I just. I just know. I don't know. Dealing with mental health issues and stuff in high school. That's got to. That's got to be a lot for a parent to deal with. And uh, I definitely. I definitely threw a lot of that on them. But uh, hey, if you're listening, mom and dad, and you sometimes do, you're fucking wonderful. And you. You killed it. Cause check me out now. I'm on this widely beloved in Norway podcast. <laughs> How much better could it possibly get? Number one in Norway, baby. <laughs> Woo! Norsk. Norsk. Radio Free. Norsk. Norsk Bay. Trash. Okay. Next question. Next question. Uh, uh, end of the show, actually. Next question. Okay, fine. All right, fine. Read it. Fuck. Dylan, you want to stick? Dylan, you want to stick around, don't you? Yeah, let's do this. Okay. Let's get a little, a little fucking. Uh, over the full hour, uh, yeah. for you beautiful listeners. It's Radio Free Norse bag. We're getting this. There, yeah, man. This is this is extra for you, Norway. All right, maybe this will be a speed round. Uh, me, 19M, and my girlfriend, 18F, just can't relax. Uh, can't just relax without getting turned on. Maybe this belongs in some sex advice sub, and maybe you might see this as a good thing. But anyway, my girlfriend and I are in a relationship long distance. We've been dating for about 18 months in sixth form. Uh, but Whatever now the I'm fuck gone that means. Uni, yeah, uni in sixth form. Uh, I think we're clearly speaking to somebody from Mexico here, folks. Uh, <laughs> but now I've gone to uni while she has stayed home to work. I go home every three weeks or so, so while I'm down for the weekend, we try to cram as much into seeing each other as possible. You know, sometimes you just want to relax and cuddle. Well, we can't do that when we see each other. We start off doing it, but then one of us will get turned on. She'll get horny and try to kiss me, which obviously gets me in the mood too. Or I'll get a boner. She'll feel it and get turned on as well, after which we'll have sex. She's had a go at me in the past because of this, but it's not like it's my fault and I feel the same. Sometimes just would rather relax, but don't know what to do about this. Any help, TLDR, title. Okay, you cheeky fuck. And then it's posted by Chill Monkey 2020. <laughs> okay. Who wants to say it? <laughs> Who's ready to say it? Go and get it. Go get it, because you're fucking 19 and 18. You long-distance relationship. Every fucking minute you spend together should be penetrative. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, she should get out the car and get on the dick. That's how, it, that's how it's gonna go. And don't feel bad about it. And, like, okay, listen. Maybe after round five, you'll fucking want to relax and watch some YouTube or some shit. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Get it out of your system. Because it, 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 at that age and long distance, my God. Yeah. No, this is, this is good. This is, this is a non-issue here. And chances are this is going to, you know, especially if you move to the same place, this is going to tone down. Like, that's how this goes in uh, relationships. Uh, 
I will say they've been dating for 18 months, which is a while, but this it's definitely a thing in long-distance relationships. And I've, I've been in one of those. And, uh, you know, you spend, you spend plenty of time, you know, talking and all that when you're apart because that's something you can do. But you mm-hmm. cannot properly go to pound town unless you're in the same space. So you got to make up for all that, uh, all that missed time. Right. And it's like some, okay. So if you, if you just want to sit down and relax, like sometimes I just want to sit down and play a video game with my boys, Arthur and Donovan. Woo. And then I sit down and I turn on my, my PlayStation and then I realize, well, I got to switch my laundry over from the washer to the dryer. And I got to do that. That's important. Mm-hmm. And then I, I get done doing that. And I'm like, well, I also haven't eaten anything today. So I should probably make something to eat. I should have a snack. And then I realize, well, I haven't, I'm having a snack. Well, I got to feed my kitty cat. Princess Harley needs some snacks. Shouts gonna, out. Meow's out. Yeah. Meow's out. Princess Harley. And Picky. My sweet babe. Yeah. And the point is, you can change <laughs> your fucking mind. <laughs> You got shit to do. That's fine. And if that shit to do is uh, your girlfriend, do that shit. Do that shit. Get it, family. Do that shit. Do that shit, lady. And guess what? Uh, When I get done with my laundry and my snacks and my kitty cat times, I can still play fucking video games with Arthur and Donovan. That's true. And you can still relax and hang out and watch some fucking YouTube. Just smash it out. Just smash it out, family. Maybe you and your girlfriend play video games with us because that's infinitely better than sex. Let me tell you, folks. It's true. That's true. Now this this would be such an issue if it was just one of you, but you have you got matching libido. You both got high libido. That's that's good, you know. And you're talking about it. That sounds like because you, you kind of brought this up, and uh, but it, clearly nobody's getting you know too upset about this because fucking congrats on the sex. You're just banging all the time, so you know. Don't don't worry. This this will solve itself in the long run, I assure you. Smiling Seal 7 says if you're both enjoying it, what's the problem? You're horny teenagers who don't see each other often, this is a pretty normal reaction. Yeah. I envy you, man. Dude, nothing beats that long-distance relationship sex when you finally get to spend some fucking time together and all those just weeks and weeks of jizz are just <laughs> piling up. Like you a cyst to... on your back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eat that skeet on her teat and move on. Just take your proper dosage of busted all <laughs> and get it, yeah. dude. And you can just have more. You can just have more sex. You, you know, just fucking combo around if it's taking five minutes on each one. Uh, yeah. No, nah, appreciate this too. You know, oh my just appreciate God. the time you got together. Because yes. uh, let me tell you, I haven't been in a long distance relationship. It's like weeks and weeks of uh, feeling like hot and lonely garbage, interspersed with uh, you know this inner inner spurt spurts spurted <laughs> yes spurts come you get it. <laughs> All right. Come. Man, I've been talking about cum a lot this yeah, episode. Yeah, it's huh? very, very cummy episode. <laughs> We've been meaning to talk to him about that, Donovan. Can we entitle this episode Daddy's Cummies? Can we please call it that? Must we? <laughs> oh, Jesus. All right. All right. We'll see what we can do. We'll talk about it. Yeah. I promise you some sort of skeet reference in, in the episode. I appreciate it. <laughs> All well, right. Here's uh here's some important information for you. 
Our intro song is the song Hanging On by the band Knower. You can find their music at knowermusic.bandcamp.com. And our outro music is a cover of the little song Zoot Suit from uh, Wet Hot American Summer by me. Here we go. One, two, three, four. Zoot Suit, Zoot Suit, Z-O-O-T-S-U-I-T, repleat, silk lapel, guns ablazing straight to hell. In my mind, you look so cute, wrapped up with your arms around my Zoot Suit, Zoot Suit, Suit. Woo! You guys love that shit, don't you? Oh, I can't believe this happened. So I can't believe much. this happened. You son of a fucking bitch. <laughs> I can't believe you've done this. <laughs> uh, it's been stuck in my head, and uh, I kept singing it at these guys yesterday, so I'm and glad it, I got to sing it at you, listener. With, and the way the way the the voice carries over a PlayStation party made it sound like he was saying C-O-O-O. C O O T S U I T. And we're like, coot suit? What is that? What's that a coot terrible. suit? <laughs> is that just like long underwear with like the feet hanging off behind it? There you go. That's a, that's a coot suit. That's, that's also our next, our, uh, next merch item. Uh, but of course, uh, our actual outro music is the song Stephanie by the Hey Fellows. You can find it at theheyfellows.com, Instagram.com slash theheyfellows, uh, or on Spotify, search the Hey Fellows. Hey Fellows is one word. Uh, and Zoot Suit is not. <laughs> it's yeah. been, yeah, it's been a great time this week. I've been very happy to have everybody with us, especially our special guest Dylan. I want to give you big, big ups and big, big thanks for being here. Hey, thanks Woo! for having me, guys. This is a really, yeah, really good time. And thanks for coming on. You've been, you've been great. Yeah, yeah, thank you. And I just want to just, just like get right up here and say, hey, thanks. I love you. Bye. <laughs> nice. <laughs>